Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Hello and welcome to Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. It is day six of the yes. 2018 Pyeongchang Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. We are coming to you direct from Seoul, South Korea. Yes. It's a huge day. It's a massive day. Oh my God, yes. Wow, are we fucking excited. But before we jump into it, there's two... Massive PSAs. Mm, mm. We don't take our duties lightly. We understand that we are here to bring you our lens of the Winter Olympics. Yep. And part of that involves staying true to ourselves. The United States of America. Sean White just won the United States' 100th gold medal in the Winter Olympics. As a show that only tracks minnows, we would like to tell him and the United States of America to fuck right off. Right the fuck Just off. right off. Leave. Don't look back. Keep walking. Close the door. The keys, the locks are being changed. <laughs> I've also got another beef. Go. Germany. Fair. Half of me is German. Good. But all of me is Rigistani. Okay. And that far outweighs my blood and my heritage. Germany, stop being so fucking greedy. Fuck off. Oh. Fuck right off. Right off. Seven gold medals. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of going in and doing the minnow medal tally and seeing shit like Germany, Norway, Germany for one, two, three. Fuck off. It's, it's, a, it's a horror show. What about Togo? What about Andorra? Exactly. What about Romania? Yes. What about Denmark? Yes. What about New Zealand? Ugh. What about Latin? No, Latvia can fuck off as well. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, feature athletes, Minnow Mania is here. It's it upon is, us. It is Friday the 16th of February, and we are fucking <laughs> Nicely excited. done. Because today we get to see, in person, live in the flesh... One, Peter Torfordafua. Yes. He's in the afternoon, cross-country skiing, men's 15-kilometre. We're fucking excited because Peter is all over the map with his excitement. He's also all over the map with his quotes about what he's going to do, which we brought you yesterday. But to refresh everybody's memory that didn't, uh, didn't hear what he said, he has two main aims. The first one finish the race before the lights go out. The second one, don't crash into a tree. How good is that? It's the best. He's the best. He is the absolute man. He's just trying to get through the, through the race unscathed. He wants to be able to oil that rig up in the future. Oh, he do, he doesn't want the opening ceremony to be actually... No, he has oiled it so often yeah. since then. <laughs> I was about to say, it... Since the opening ceremony and now, which is about seven Earth days, his rig has been oiled. <laughs> Start to finish. I don't know if he's sleeping upside down, strapped uh, to the roof by his feet like some kind of bat. But he is constantly the oil just oil. Dri dripping off him like honey in a fucking hive. It's just him and Keith Richards sleeping side by side in their weird cave. But uh, yeah, so so Peter, we're really really pumped. We're going to be there, tongue and flag. Yes, and hand. we're going to be there live. It's going to be the best. It's so good. Something that we're not as excited about. But mostly because we have a feeling that we know how this is going to play out. Yep. Martins de Coors. God damn it. Mate, the heats were today. The skeleton heats. For anyone that doesn't know, skeleton is where you go face first down a bobsled chute on a caffeine tray. 
Is the tray made of caffeine? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions from the peanut gallery? <laughs> no, sir. Please proceed. Shut up. It's my bit. <laughs> so Decours is currently sitting in, I believe it's fifth place. Uh, might might even be lower. Uh, we were pretty sure that he was our best chance to to get a gold medal. In we- Skeleton, it is notoriously difficult to peg time back, as we're starting to find out. Yep. It's even harder when some kind of Korean demigod has decided <laughs> to unleash fucking unearthly hell on the track. It, it's ridiculous when you've got Asian Usain Bolt it's piss-bolting out of the gates and setting... Start records and track records at the same time. For people that don't know, there's no world records in Skeleton because every track is a different length and it's a it's uh, got different it's got bends, different bends and, and the rest of it. But what is coveted is track records because yeah. there's only about six fucking tracks that people can do Skeleton <laughs> on. So when you hold a track record and the start record, and also it's in the Olympics and also it's in your home country, you're fucking happy. Oh yeah. Also, your helmet is an Iron Man thing, which I'm assuming he's going to get sued over. So, uh, yeah, because uh, we will be at the finish line. We're going to be hurling either abuse or victorious triumphant encouragement, depending on whether he can somehow shiv his competitors overnight. Oh, yeah. You can't be walking into the final of the skeleton with some 50.88 second amateur hour bullshit. Nah. None of that shit tomorrow. We want you to come in. We want you to win gold. Sub 50s, or we'll legit throw sticks on the track. We didn't know what the benchmark was until we watched it today, and now we're experts. Sub 50s or bust, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that is, that's because. But then there's big news, isn't there? Oh, isn't there? There's big news (laughs) from, as we've said before over over the course of this cast, yeah. Australia has won medals, okay? We fully understand that, but people... We used to be Australian. But people, yeah, we used to be Australian before we burnt our passports... <laughs> and bridges on... with the Australian <laughs> government. <laughs> and we burnt our passports on a funeral pyre and set it out to sea at Bondi Beach. <laughs> so, no one expected it, but we're co- but we're going to be covering this guy, Jared Hughes. So, no one expected it. Which is probably why he actually won, because the Australian media mind fucks every athlete, every Olympic athlete, at every Olympics ever. It's a fucking hex. It's no. like you get an article written about you, and then all of a sudden... It's, it's, seven, the, ma- it's the mafia kiss of death. <laughs> 700 journalistic vultures descend from the age of the SMH to the fucking mirror, <laughs> and they go, great, chumpy pullin'. He's a shoe-in. He can't lose. If he loses, his life's worth nothing. He should just kill himself. And it's like, <laughs> fucking hell, guys. It's so hectic. Just, just wind like, it back 7,000 notches. What are you going to do when you win the gold and get a whole bunch of endorsement money? Uh, 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 oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah, so Jared Hughes, no one expected it. He won silver for Australia in the snowboard cross, which is just a batshit sport. Yeah, it's mental. It's basically created by masochists who saw the Bradbury 2002 shit show and went, how the fuck can we put this in a more dangerous scenario? Let's put everyone on snowboards, make the track not wide enough for the number of people that we have on it, put a bunch of fucking jumps on it and make it a race. Like, none of that makes sense. It's like they've literally ripped bits of different sports out yeah, and just ham-fucked them into one event. The absolute Frankenstein of winter sports. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, at, it's outrageous. And so in the limited amount of time that we've been watching it, i.e. today, 
everyone falls over. Oh, yeah. If you fall over, you're out. Yeah. Except if everybody else falls over and you fall and then over you're slightly in. less and then you're back in. It's <laughs> and like, then you're fucking in. It, it is, it is outrageous. So, yeah, uh, we, we didn't expect it. Jared didn't expect it, but, um, also, uh, the girl in the bar that we were watching it at when he won, and she basically let out a scream like she was being dragged into an alleyway by a stranger. <laughs> she did not expect it either. Like a fucking banshee in a haunted mansion. She just went off. Yeah, she did. And that's when we realised, you know what? We want nothing more than for True Blue, stereotypical, salt-of-the-earth Australians like... Jared spelt with two R's and a Y, <laughs> winning medals. We want we want the Shanes of the world with a Y <laughs> to win medals. <laughs> we want the Bradens. Absolutely. We want the Caliphs. We want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. We, we want all of those. We want all of those. And look, j- there is nothing more Australian, is no. there, than Jared with two R's and a Y. y. Getting on a fucking snowboard and winning a silver that no one expected. That dude is partying like a motherfucker tonight. (laughs) He absolutely is. And so when we put this up on Twitter to mention that uh, nothing is more Australian than Jared with two R's and a Y, and he'll definitely be celebrating... Uh, with a skin full of Bundy and a pack of darts. <laughs> pack of darts. All the Winnie Blues he smuggled through customs. It's perfect. We decided that we would just tag uh, some other Jareds uh, that are that are reasonably well-known, like uh, Hawthorne footballer Jared Roughhead. Or Gold Coast footballer Jared Lyons. <laughs> or guy who plays all the sports, Jared Hayne. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. I have a dream and they're all garbage, Jared Hayne. <laughs> Yeah, he's Martin Luther King if Martin Luther King was not Martin Luther King and was instead a terrible bloke. (laughs) So we tagged all of these guys on Twitter and it's amazing how much Jareds love Jareds. (laughs) An absolute fucking gaggle of them. Just just like a murder of Jareds descended upon our fucking tweet. <laughs> Liking it from all corners of our fair country. Absolutely. A, an existential why of Jared's. I love it. They they got around a big time. Uh all these Jared's with, with two R and a Y. Why? Exactly. 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 It's yeah. So that is uh, that's covering off our, our athletes for the moment. And before we move on, uh it is important that we uh, shout out a long-time servant of uh, the Australian Olympic movement who's unfortunately had her career come to an end. That is uh, Lydia Lassila, mm. uh, who unfortunately did not qualify for the women's aerials final, which is going to be uh, going to be tonight. There still are two Aussies in it, um, Laura Peel and Danielle... Scott. Scott. Yep. Um, but, yeah, Lydia, gold medalist in uh, Vancouver. Yep. And also one of only five Australian gold medalists. So, congratulations on a five-time Olympic appearance uh, career. And also, she's not dead. So, congratulations, <laughs> she's... Lydia. You've done us proud. Yep, a- absolutely. Uh, I'm. I'm more thinking about the fact that now that she's not an Olympian, she has to go and focus on her hot and cold ice pack career. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is her business, which uh, I assume is fun. 
<laughs> All right. So let's move on. What do we got next, Rig? Minnow medals. Yes. The Minnow medal tally. It has. Uh, it's 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 gone it's through momentum. gone through a bit of a bit of an overhaul. Uh, we we've we've threw a couple of uh, photos up on on our socials just to show you where <laughs> those countries are at. We spent budget that we don't have on a graphic designer. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad <laughs> by us. They can't all be winners. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> as we well know. Yeah. So the top three, it has not changed. Uh, it's Latvia one, New Zealand two, Romania three. All three countries. Uh, boosting their medal counts, though. Latvia out in front with six gold, six... Ooh, si- ooh no. <laughs> <laughs> Latvia out in front with six gallium, six steel, and four brass. So, we have a couple... <laughs> we have a couple of new entrants on the minnow medal tally. Denmark, yes. finally... Finally, already getting a lot of positive reinforcement and feedback about from the one guy. Metal tally from the one Danish listener to the show. <laughs> Christopher Birch was immediately on the front foot. He was like, "Correct me if I'm mistaken, but I believe that we just won a steel medal." I'm like, That's <laughs> he wanted the- an immediate medal update, and we're just like, greatest. "Dude, we're trying to fucking sleep here." Yeah. So I've uh, I've posted, uh, I've tweeted so that he can then retweet it. Beautiful. Which, which is going to start fucking with people when we're tweeting after every event. Men's downhill results. One, Chile. Two, Denmark. Three, Andorra. End of transmission. People are going to get that in the internet and go, what, what is happening? <laughs> so Denmark, they, they, they got into the list. Bosnia and Herzegovina. Israel oh, got onto the wow. minnow medal table. Oh, yeah, the figure skating. And nice. I, I feel like they brought it home after we interviewed... Kim Rong-un yesterday, North Korea, <laughs> oh, they're on entered there. the Minnow medal tally. Perfect. That'll keep them from murdering Howard for one more day. Exactly right. They, they, they're keeping all of their... Because it was a gallium. It was a gallium that they won. They're, they're, all of the North Korean attention is on these these two figure skaters that uh, that won gallium for their country. Absolutely. Well done. Yep. Well done. Fantastic. And that's it for the Minnow medals. Which brings us to a uh, quite a broad uh, segment. It's what so broad. It's what we like to call sausage down a, an airplane hanger. We don't like to call it that. That's just what it's been called today. So welcome to <laughs> sausage down an airplane hanger, <laughs> a segment previously referred to as it's career, career advisors. <laughs> so sausage down an airplane hanger. Uh, wow, we just we have so much to get through here because we have finally got news, and also we just have no other segments to cram half of this shit into. <laughs> so it's it's fairly girthy. Um, let's start off with the way that we've been getting around, Rick. Yeah. So the way we've been getting around, much to my visa's dismay, is Uber. Now, Uber obviously exists uh, in most of the world. Most people who use Uber would use the UberX platform where you just get kind of random drivers driving a fucking Prius or some similar sort of vehicle. The only way that Uber is legal somehow in Korea is with Uber Black. So we are fucking getting driven around like rappers and everywhere we go because we refuse to use the subway system is like it's 15 bucks. If you're going 2Ks away, 15 bucks. 5Ks away, 15 bucks. It's pretty economical, weirdly enough, Uber Black. And we just feel it's fish out of water type stuff. We've been over this. Seoul is the Adelaide of Asia. (laughs) Everywhere is $15 away from everywhere else. And... 
also, when we're not totally sure what's uh, what's happening because generally in Australia with uh, with Uber, you just get in and the destination's in there. We got into an Uber today. The bloke turns around, starts yelling at us in Korean and just jabbing at his phone, which is blank. And we're yeah. Like, we don't know. I, I, That's I, the, I have no idea. The reason that we're taking Ubers, mate. Is so we is don't so we have don't to have communicate to do, and do, do the whole do communication breakdown thing. speak Korean. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, there's, there's that. Um it's way better than we deserve. I mean, like, the, the guys here Correct. get out of the car, no matter what the traffic is. We had a dude who stopped in the middle of a four-lane road and was just like, oh, please, sir, and opened the door, and we're like, we're going to fucking die. <laughs> that, that, was, that was very hairy. Yeah, I, I do think that there's, there's a strange thing with Uber in, in Korea and with just driving in Korea where people are really antsy but they're also incredibly self-entitled. Oh, so yeah. it's like they don't really know how to reconcile these two things because they're furious at every other driver around them, but then they park perpendicular across three lanes of traffic <laughs> waiting for a fare. <laughs> don't understand. Giving the fucking red carpet treatment to two fucking idiots <laughs> who, in yellow jumpsuits. Yeah, who, who I'm absolutely bewildered when people can't see us. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's bizarre. I, I'm All I'm thankful for, though is the fact that they don't do what Uber drivers do back home, which is if you don't arrive at the scene of where you're meant to get into the Uber, they call you after about 20 seconds. I'm so glad that the guys have seen my ridiculous Uber profile photo and have gone, this bloke doesn't know Korean. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to call this guy. Yeah. Paul Oscar. Yeah. No. 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 (laughs) We're going to leave that where it is. Sweet. So, also, uh, the hotel we're staying in um, has a 7-Eleven... In it. In it. And it, uh, it's quite bizarre because it is tucked away behind the elevators. There's zero chance of any through traffic. There's zero chance of sunlight. There's zero chance that they will ever restock their store. <laughs> because <laughs> we have walked in there and seen the... Gaps in the shelves from where we've bought out all of their, <laughs> their coffee-based products and beers <laughs> remain empty. So yeah. I'm not sure if this is a standoff between us and the proprietor <laughs> where he's going, They'll give my, up eventually. <laughs> buy my other shit. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. And then once it's all gone, I will fuck off and close this store forever. I just, it's going to be weird when by the end of this trip, we're going to walk in there and it's going to look like it's been ransacked as if the zombie apocalypse has happened. <laughs> it's just risen. And he's evil. just he's just pointing to a, a bloody fudge brownie in a box being That's... like, it's just like coffee. <laughs> That's Go for your life. That's all we've got left. So yeah, he's uh it, he it still doesn't know who we are. We walk in and every day, every, and he every still day. looks at us as if we're the newest guests yeah. he's ever seen. Yeah, which is which is fine, but I mean, part of that is that we are butchering the shit out of the language. Oh yeah, like our language. Yeah, our it's our language into Korean. Yeah, we're even we're fucking up so hard that because we're trying to speak slower or trying trying to help them understand English, we're actually fucking up English and making it impossible to understand. Yeah, so if for, for people who listened to our cast yesterday, we, we met a, a bartender uh, in town and, and she's English, but she speaks Korean very well. She taught us the ins and outs of, of written Korean and, and Korean as a language. 
How and blew our fucking minds. Blew our fucking minds. Uh, apparently, you can learn the 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 written form in about two hours, but you know the verbalizing uh, obviously takes a, a whole lot of intense classes. Yeah, and, some, et some, some of us aren't from Mensa. Yeah, so let's just <laughs> add a couple of generous man hours to that. Yeah, exactly. And so we actually got her to pronounce words in English, but as a Korean would because it's a phonetic alphabet. And I'm just like, please say our hotel name for us. And she tells us, and we're just like, okay. So we get in the cab. We memorize and, it. And we memorize it. And the name of the hotel is the T-Mark Grand Hotel in English. Yep. In Korean, it's the T-Mark Grand Hotel. It, it's always good with you until the hotel part where you and become full Italian. it French or Italian. Yeah. It's, it's one, of the, one of the other. But, but we did it, and the dude looked at me. Like, I dead set, went into his house on Christmas and took a shit on his kids. Yeah, he was... <laughs> was I was like, He was what? not happy at all. I'm like, and am I saying this wrong? Like, I, no, we're, just, we're just, we're not doing well with it. You're saying it right. I just think that it's, I say that with absolutely no authority and way to tell you that, but I think that it's the hotel part. I think that because they're offended <laughs> about how you've changed your accent at the very last minute... <laughs> Because, <laughs> they, they don't want to recognise the entire statement. Because I sound like one of the fucking Mario brothers at the end. You do. You sound like you're, about to, drop hotel. You, you're about to drop yourself down a green pipe and throw fucking turtles <laughs> and at sa people. Save the fucking princess. But yeah, um, the, the final part. So the Jamaican bobsled coach. Yes, there is a lot of hilarious uh, gags that we could make about the Jamaican <laughs> bobsled team. But... We, we are going to go for the, not high the, the high ground. Yeah. Cool runnings. Great. Discuss. Love what, that movie. What a fantastic movie. <laughs> so the coach of the, of the women's Jamaican bobsled team, uh, they, they are debuting at this Olympics. The, uh, the, oh, the women are like the, oh, they only do the, the two. Yeah. The, the women yeah. just do the two. So it's taken. Sorry, that doesn't make sense to anybody. The, the, there's a two do, and a four man bobsled. Yeah. Um, only the men have, uh, have the four, and the two? And the, I think they might have the two as well, and the women yeah. have the two. Yeah. Um, anyway, Jamaican men's bobsled team debuted in 1988. Yep. 30 fucking years later, yeah. the women are finally debuting. Yeah. Or are they? <laughs> <laughs> because their coach has had some kind of an absolute dust-up with uh, what I can only assume is called the Jamaican Sliding Sports Association and run by... Uh, a gremlin of a, a, a number of salty missed Olympics like our one is in Australia. Yeah. Uh, but the coach has gone, oh, okay. You want me to leave? No worries. I'm taking the fucking sled with me. Which has been met with a lot of concern. That is so fucking childish. I think I remember something happening in my own childhood when my friend would bring over his Nintendo 64 and then if we got into a fight about something, he'll be like, okay, well, I guess I'm going home then. And would start <laughs> unplugging the Nintendo to take it away. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. We could talk about this. You're, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. You, you, learnt, you learnt basically rollover diplomacy yeah. at a very young age. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But the Jamaica coach says that she helped them get the sled through her contacts um, and, the, and that somehow this means that she gets to fucking claim it and walk, walk away what? with it. Which sounds suspiciously like somebody going, so uh, 
you know that house that I told you about the auction? I'm moving in. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. I showed you that house. <laughs> I told you that it was there. And now my wife and I live there. <laughs> Rent free. <laughs> that is absolutely mental. I can't believe someone would have the gall to do that and be like, well, I helped you do this thing. Therefore, it is mine. It's mine now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think bobsledding is uh, all shapes and sizes, all kinds of minds. I, what is this, a dove ad? Yep. <laughs> yep. People of all races and creeds, bobsleigh. <laughs> Hear me now. <laughs> bobsleigh. Bobsleigh. So the final one. It's come to my attention that there is a Winter Olympic attraction. And Rig, you and I are, uh, for all intents and purposes, travel wives. And I would like to take you on a glorious date. <laughs> okay. It's to a park that is called Heisendang Park. That actually sounded quite good from you. Thank you. I practiced in the bathroom for 47 minutes before we recorded. Um, wives are meant to give each other good compliments. Absolutely. Happy you, wife, <laughs> happy life. You have a nice gut. <laughs> you have a nice gunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing that. <laughs> no, you're not. Sure. Okay. Let's roll back. So I'm going to take you on a date to a glorious park. Yeah. It's a South Korean park that's become incredibly popular during the uh, Winter Olympics. Yeah. And it is colloquially known as Penis Park because (laughs) there is no less than 237 statues of dicks. That are in this park, they are things like that. What the fuck is that? I'll tell it, looks, you. it looks like I'll tell it you looks what like it is. one of the. That's tr- a giant wooden dick face. Yeah, it, it it looks like one of the the tree warriors from Lord of the Rings is having a fucking great time, mate, with an absolute <laughs> dick on his head. This this was the first draft for the tree warriors, and they just <laughs> sort of went into the edit and went, nah, let's, let's, redo <laughs> let's the, scale it back a bit, put the, some leaves on the top, redo the CGI. But yeah, people are absolutely flocking to this thing, uh, and obviously it's it's deliberate. Like people, n- n- someone hasn't gone. I'm making a mushroom park, and then yeah. discovered what a, a penis looked like. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a deliberate thing, but at the same time, there are amazing quotes like this from Keith Childs, a Londoner who was visiting the park along with other sightseers working at the Winter Olympics. Yeah, I've been all over the world. And I've never seen anything like this. It's what I've been searching for. <laughs> Who has been searching for Dick Park? That's <laughs> like, I imagine that of, as far as things that you would search for, it'd be like, I'm best I, restaurants I, I'm, in that area. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm searching for meaning. Yeah, I'm searching for a soulmate. I'm, I'm not searching, I'm searching for, for the best Korean barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I'm searching for Dick Park. <laughs> And I found it. It's in South Korea. In the phone book. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but then you get these sorts of fucking great comments from people who definitely don't buy Christmas crackers in bulk. Don't worry. 
the admission isn't too stiff. Oh, come on. <laughs> How the fuck is that a printed quote? <laughs> that should be accompanied by a death notice. <laughs> It'd be so funny if everyone just did a whole bunch of things. It'd be like, the admission price isn't too stiff. We won't shaft you. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Large wooden dick. <laughs> Thank you for coming. <laughs> Dick Park. Dick Park. Yeah. So that is the end of Career Advisors, which means it's time for Donut Spotlight, which Rig loves doing. He's a huge fan. He definitely doesn't sit around (laughs) groaning and complaining (laughs) because he's like, this is getting harder and harder every episode. Can we ditch it? It's getting harder Harder and harder harder to deal with your shit. (laughs) Cap and fever. We we can can never go to bed angry. Touch my hand. All right, fam. Oh, why so sweaty? You know why. Okay, go. So, Donut Spotlight. Columbia. Sure. Home of Shakira. Okay. That's <laughs> what, it. What are you, Basil Simples? <laughs> <laughs> no worries, Basil. <laughs> That's it. Home of Shakira and cocaine. <laughs> go on. Home of Shakira and cocaine. They're hoping for their first gold medal. <laughs> Yes, Colombia. Cartels run all the major cities. <laughs> <laughs> Speed skating is what they are going for. Right, so they're represented by Pedro Calcil and Laura Gomez Quintero. Uh, they're both inline bladers who are transitioned ah, uh, nice. to, to the ice. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, article, there was an article that came out basically saying recently that the Colombians are having a really tough time adjusting to the winds, which are wreaking havoc up in the mountains. You and I saw... Some fucked up stuff oh, man. going on up there. There was like a like an organised sort of dance that was being done by this. Uh, it's, it's like a cultural. Yeah, trip. it's like a cultural thing. And there's probably about maybe sixteen, twenty there in rows of, of of about four people. And there was this big sort of like screen thing behind them, and the wind had such force behind it that it blew the screen onto like the back row of those people. I don't know whether, like, I mean, it didn't look like it was like, it wasn't like a death thing or like a whole injury, but it was like, just to give you an idea, that's pretty fucked. I actually, in this article, 16 staff and spectators have been injured from flying debris. Yeah. And because it is, it is seriously just hooligan tools being ripped off the fencing and just, they're becoming final destination. I was about to say, it's like final destination shit. It's, it's mental. And also, uh, we've, we've been getting, at texts and Instagram posts from a bunch of athletes that we're in touch with who are sending us stuff like, too windy, all the flags in the village have come down. Yeah. That never happens. No. Flags the, need wind. Fla- How the fuck does it get too windy? Yeah. Like, you're a flag. Your whole reason for existing is to have wind. Yeah. When it gets too windy to the point where you're going to rip off and fuck off into the distance. Yeah. Too much wind. Too, way too much wind. It sounds like you shouldn't even have the poles. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Absolutely. It's definitely too much wind to be doing fucking backflips and shit. It's totally fucking up everything, and I think people are kind of staying away as a result because people are like, holy shit, it's so windy there, and the new slogan for Pyeongchang is, come and see the new... Oh, my God, it's coming right at me! (laughs) So (laughs) it goes on... I mean, this article goes on to quote uh, Calcile in the article... He says, it's been really hard because it's been really windy these days. Uh, he, he tells Reuters after a practice session at the Gangneung Oval, the venue for speed skating. This may sound all well and good. 
Hold on. This may sound all well and good to people who are uninitiated in how the Olympic Village works and where speed skating goes on. I have 45 questions. We've been to the speed skating. Fucking oath we have. It's all indoors. indoors. What the fuck what are you talking on? about? <laughs> this whole article... To recap, this is the article. It's super cold at the Winter Olympics in the Korean winter. Sure. A bunch of wind. Good. Colombians don't know what cold is. Yeah. End story. Oh, what? I was like, but they've tried to like, they've tried to get like, you know, get this bow going of being like, the Colombians have no idea how to deal with all these things. And they've kind of made it out like they can't train or something. And it's just like. It's indoors. It's indoors. It's actually warmer inside, as we found out, than it is outside. So I don't know what the hell. It's not like you have to train outside on your blades. You go in there and you fucking train on the ice. Yeah, we were interviewing Peter Michael and he was wandering around in a polo. Yeah. Like it's He was wearing shorts. <laughs> it is not it's not cold at all, but it's also not windy at all. So that's the two things if I had to say two things that the speed skating arena are not, it would be cold and windy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, uh, the, the, the Colombians, I don't think they have much of a chance. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping that they do, and I hope they do get up, because, like, Pedro, he is actually, he's won multiple gold medals in World Inline Blading Championships. So sure. he's a big fucking deal. Um, but, and, and then we've got Laura Gomez-Quintero. Interesting thing about her running into these Olympics, she got the call up really recently, and I don't mean, like, uh, you know, a couple of weeks before the Olympics. I mean, she got here three days ago. When, hold on, when did she get she, told she was coming? Four days ago. Oh, what the fuck? So she got told super late. She's like, right. Like it's a, a grizzled old, old coach with his fucking red polo and <laughs> trucker hat being like, all right, Katero, you're in. <laughs> Just calls, calls her up. He's like, you're in the game. And she's like, I'll be right there. I'll be right there, coach. Go, gets on a plane at Bogota and flies fucking 24 hours. <laughs> Straight there, rocks up and goes, I feel like the indoor rink is far too windy. <laughs> all, right. All, right, all, right, all right. All right. I'm going to call someone else. <laughs> Fernandez, you're in. <laughs> but what does happen when she does get off that plane after 24 hours is she goes, all right, let's do this. Where's my Lycra suit? And they go, oh, no. Wait. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean, wait? And they're like... Let me just go and make a few calls. <laughs> and then the guy, the, the coach runs out of the back and goes, All right. Dutch, Lycra. all right. Dutch place that makes all the Lycra uniforms. I need you. You're in. <laughs> send, send it. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we can only send it by plane. Put it on your body and bring it. Put oh, it on sorry. the next goddamn plane. And that's what happened. Oh. They flew it on a goddamn plane. Oh my God. To get it over there. Like some kind of weird character out of Hollow Man. Yeah. He's just a Lycra suit draped over an airplane seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those weird things where you go into a moonlight cinema and someone has put their shit on the back of a chair trying to reserve it. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, you people are the worst. But that's it. That's Columbia. That is that is Columbia in so many ways. <laughs> in so, so many ways. And that is also all that we have time for. But yes. uh, Rig, if people want to get in contact with us, how would they do that? Uh, carrier pigeon, I guess. Great. So our Instagram handle is Gus and Rig. <laughs> our Twitter is Gus and Rig. Our Facebook is Medallica colon Minnows versus the World. And if you are in Australia, we're going to be on Triple J 
uh, all of next week. So make sure to listen out for that. Absolutely. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.